Welcome to Subliminal Message Studios, ladies and gentlemen, and I am your host, Leonardo, and this will be the local coverage of our news. Or rather, uh, as I understand it, confirm the federal exemption for religious exemptions. Uh, that's something that I don't necessarily want to or need to belong What we do have to do as this body is make sure that we are not spreading misinformation because we want people to make an informed and accurate choice. So to get up on this floor and talk about how the COVID vaccine doesn't qualify as a vaccine because you can still have breakthrough infections is a complete misunderstanding of how the medical community views vaccines. That is just complete, just made up, non-medical terminology. And if that's your personal opinion of vaccines, you can couch it in that, sure. A vaccine that's not 100% effective isn't worth it. Okay, you're gonna make that personal decision. But to get up and matter-of-factly say that a vaccine that allows for breakthrough infections doesn't even qualify as a vaccine, doesn't comport with any sort of medical perspective or medical knowledge on the subject. Likewise, yesterday, I don't even remember what the exact comment that I clicked my light on for, but it was talking about adverse reactions to vaccines and indicating that the vaccines are worse than COVID itself. Colleagues, that's again, not any consensus in any sort of medical community. Granting exemptions, sure. People have a right to make their own medical decisions. I do believe them, I do believe them. But they have the right to make their own medical decisions in the light of accurate information and we as policymakers making decisions for the state have an obligation to at least stay within the bounds of reality on this debate. Uh, frankly, I'm kind of disappointed and a little flustered to hear Senator Ben Hansen view this as a, a friendly amendment, a compromise amendment, because in my mind this really does substantively change LB96, at least as it's been described by the first two speakers. I haven't had a chance to read through the language all the way on my own yet. My colleagues, we can kind of decide this morning if want to just leave the health and human services compromise, let that move forward today, or if we want to start just spreading vaccine misinformation repeatedly on the microphone, we're going to have to take some time to address that. Um, with that, Mr. President, I'll stop there. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Hanson. Senator Hunt, you're recognized. Mr. President, uh, yesterday over lunch I noticed a couple amendments filed on this uh, LB906, one from Senator Brony, this floor amendment, and one from Senator Friesen. And I I share Senator Matt Hansen's surprise that Senator Ben Hansen considers FA72 a friendly amendment. Um, I know the form that LB906 was in when it was introduced. It was much more radical um, in terms of um, science-denying, anti-vax, supporting and empowering people to reject science and put other people in harm's way in private businesses, um, really taking the government and putting it into the business of private industry and taking a choice away from a business owner who may make the choice to protect his employees and protect the public by wanting to require a vaccine for their employees. Again, this bill says nothing about uh, 
know, this is to say nothing of requiring vaccinations of customers. I mean, a, a business owner could still take vaccination cards and look at IDs in order to let somebody in. And there are many restaurants in Omaha that are doing that right now. And you know what? The market has responded positively to that. Just as the market has, you know, different markets have responded positively to um, businesses that say they don't require masks or they don't require vaccines. There are people in this body who prefer to patronize businesses like that. But there's also people who prefer to patronize businesses that um, not just take COVID seriously because I wouldn't, I wouldn't accuse people who um, all unvaccinated people of not taking COVID seriously. I don't think that's the case. But people who want more stringent, um, you know, who want more stringent practices in their businesses, whether that's requiring a vaccination or requiring a mask or whatever. So it surprised me to see uh, Senator Ben Hansen say that Floor Amendment 72 was friendly because I know that he worked so hard to get LB906 from its original form into a form that neutralized some of the opposition, including the Nebraska Medical Association, the Hospital Association, different groups that have public health and public safety at top of mind, and who have the responsibility to lead the way and carry the banner on what public health is going to be in Nebraska. And that's why they come down here and lobby us and, and take positions on certain bills, because they're representing the vanguard of public health, the best practices and the science and research as we know it today, and they did not come in in support of LB906. Compromises that Senator Hansen made, much to the chagrin of his constituents and, and other anti-vax Nebraskans who want LB906 in its original form, um, he walked back the bill quite a bit to come to a compromise position. And Floor Amendment 72 and the amendment introduced by Senator Friesen, those two amendments really walk the bill back forward and gets the bill into more of a place where the medical association, the hospital associations did have problems with the bill. Um, perhaps Senator Ben Hansen takes it as a friendly amendment because deep down he wants to pass a more radical um, anti-vax bill. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that it wouldn't surprise anybody. But I don't think that it's genuine or in good faith to introduce LB906, to work so hard on a compromise, to get the committee amendment put through, to not even be here when the committee amendment's being discussed, and then walk it back forward with these other floor amendments and say that they're, they're friendly. I've introduced several amendments of my own um, that I'll speak to when those come up. Do you have any idea how evil this is? Do you have any idea what you are signing on to? This is angels and demons, all right? This is just the devil that has pronounced itself on the Midwest. Well, we here at some local master studios will expose you, expose the globalists that have set their eyes on the Midwest. Make no mistake about that. such as a 
American Bush family, the Italian Orsinian family, British Royal families, and the DuPont family, the Morgans, the Vanderbilts, and the Rockefellers. Reports from Oxfam and Bloomberg once said that 82% of all earned money in 2017 went to this 1%. Collected $12.4 billion in draft fees in 2020. This means that during a global pandemic, $12 billion were collected by these greedy satanic shareholders. Bloomberg has once dubbed BlackRock branch of the government. This is because it is a private agency that closely works with central banks. BlackRock lends money to the central bank and also secretly advises it. It develops the software for central banks and for the banks that we use in our city and states. Many of these BlackRock employees are still into the White House until this day and have closely worked with the Bush, Obama family, and the Biden family. CEO Larry Fink can count on a warm welcome from leaders and politicians whenever he enters. And with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Open Society Foundation, European Journalism Century, these are the organizations that fund and bring the mainstream establishment news to the masses. Where are they now in terms of assets? So BlackRock is currently on almost uh, $6 trillion, and Vanguard we're looking at about $4.7 trillion at the moment. Uh, but that is going to rapidly grow. Uh, looking at the, the average growth rates over the last five years, we could be seeing uh, Vanguard at more than $10 trillion by 2023, and BlackRock hitting that mark a couple of years later, 2025. How will this impact the asset management industry? This is huge. It is huge, and that's a very good question. I think at the moment we're looking at two key areas where we're likely to see some impact. The first is market efficiency. So what does it mean for two huge passive investment giants to have so much money? Does that change the way in which price discovery happens within the market? The second is corporate governance. If you have uh, two large managers owning very significant stakes in many American companies, what does that then mean for corporate governance? Right, now what about you know, BlackRock and Vanguard and, and, and their, their patriarchs, if I can say to call them that. The chairman of the BlackRock Institute is Tom Dillon. This is President Obama's formal national security advisor and a key advisor to Joe Biden throughout his entire career in politics. Donald has been in and around government for 35 plus years. Now, before joining the Obama administration, he was a registered lobbyist in 1999 to 2005 for Alabamian and Myers. And one of his sole clients was Fannie Mae. Mike Donilon, Tom Donilon's brother, is a senior advisor to Joe Biden, where he helps Joe Biden on policy with budgets, regulation, and the White House policy. Tom Donilon's wife, Katharina Russell, is the White House personal director. And 
Tom Donnellan's daughter, Sarah Donnellan, who just graduated college in 2019, is now, the, is now working on the White House National Security
default to the IMF in early July, and this will be reported by the IMF Managing Director after 30 more days, followed by some three to four weeks of procedural talks inside the IMF. In other words, the crunch will come in September. Now, there is strong evidence on the illegitimacy, the odiousness, and the unsubstantiality of a large part of what is reported to be the Greek public debt. The Greek government to abandon the EU, join the BRICS bank, and accept money from Russia might be in their great strategy and might be the only hope to pull their people out of a certain doom and to end the cabal that is in control of their nation. Extracting goods and giving fiat. There is high-level Indonesian government officials that, have, that are now saying they have located a main gold depository within the Indonesian government. More than a hundred and tons of gold that are dug into gold bunkers that will soon be opened in September. The Americans and Russians and Chinese are already starting a proxy war for control of the Indonesia gold. Soon, the jackals will be entering Indonesia with planes full of fake U.S. dollars that will be landing on their airstrips, hiring rioters and crisis actors. And most recently, Russian documents have shown that Vanguard is owned by the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Bushes, and the Clintons, Donald Rumsfeld, Dick Cheney, and among others, senior Kazarian mobsters. There is now a joint Russian, German, and French intelligence investigation of Vanguard that was triggered by the arrest earlier this year in Germany of an assistant to U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Victoria Newland. The arrested individual was caught trying to transport billions of dollars in high-quality counterfeit currency to the Ukraine. And we all know what's going on in Ukraine right now. Now, he has been cooperating fully with the uh, European Task Force. He told the investigators that Newland and Senator John McCain, U.S. Secretary of State John Curry, and CIA Director John Brennan, and others were employees of Vanguard. According to the Russian, German, and French intelligence agencies, he, test, uh, he has now testified that Vanguard has been and still is printing billions of high-quality fake dollars and paying them to mercenaries in Syria, Iraq, Ukraine, and other clandestine wars that are operating all around this nation and, good God, this entire world. In addition, Vanguard has been linked to the terrorist organizations such as ISIS. And along with this test, of, uh, along with the, along with this test, of, uh, along with his um, uh, his uh, testifying, he is now he is that is uh, in addition to what he is now claiming that ISIS is a Vanguard subsidiary. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios, and I am your host Leonardo. We'll take a, a quick break, and then we will cover the rest of our local news. May God be with us all. Shh. <laughs>
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Subliminal Message Studios, and I am always your host, Leonardo. Well, let's get back into this local news, because we do want to finish it up. We have a lot of things to get to on the worldly part. Um, Russian, The Russian troops are begun pulling out with the West still saying, oh, come on, man, a war could happen any second. That being said, um, or, you know, I, I knew better at Barack Obama, you know, the war, the war could happen any second. Now, I, I want to tell you this. What they need to do is buy my, my, my stimulus package. And if they just get on Obamacare, everything will be okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm 100% sure if he ever watched this video, he would hate me right away. But anyways, um, now uh, there's been a compromise on Nebraska's workplace vaccine exemption bill. Now, um... The blows. Uh, the, the bill has been blowing up, uh, blowing up in, in our Nebraska legislation. Um, it's uh, LB 906 to the second round of debate survive after the senators voted down one amendment and a second one was withdrawn. Was withdrawn. I apologize. Now a vote on ban advancing the bill to the final stage of debate is expected on Wednesday. We will be definitely following that because. Um, why? Uh, uh, why the hell wouldn't we? Now, just uh, just uh, before I really, really get into this, I just want to kind of give you guys uh, my broad perspective on this. Now, my understanding of this bill is we've introduced one bill that says you cannot um, force your employee to get the vaccination if he's working for you. Now, um, that's that was a that was the first half of the bill. Now, they, they, there's a lot of more confusing stuff in there that we're going to get to. For instance, like um, uh, the amendment would have a limited language. Uh, would it, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. Such as some of the amendments, such such as some of the uh, language that was in uh, the first the first round of this bill, which was making it clear that um, making it clear that employees could require unvaccinated workers to be tested regularly regularly and to wear masks or other protective gear. Now, however, that would not have barred employers from setting uh, setting those requirements. Now, keep in mind, I, I am I am a, a supporter in a private practice. Meaning, if a, if a business decides to be um, completely uh, uh, you know uh, Nazi horrific and they decide to follow follow along with this um, this completely completely outrageous regime that has been pronounced ever since this uh, pandemic has started. It's not, and like I said, I'm always going to keep on saying this, guys. We've been going through this for two years now. Okay, now. Everyone wants to talk about the science and, oh, follow the science. You're not following the science. You know what? All I know is if you shut everyone up, the only science that you're going to follow is the science that's being produced to you. So I'm going to set the science aside. And all I'm really going to say before we get back into this um, article and be uh, before we get back into um, LB906, which is a group full of men and women deciding what's best for other men and women. Which um, I thought that's how the Nazis got started. Anyways, um, uh, I'm, I'm pushing all the science uh, science aside. What I see is more division. We have, if if okay, what I'm what I'm trying to say is if if none of us can decide on which si uh, which science to um, uh, follow, right? If none of us can decide on which science to follow, then why don't we just focus on pulling people together? 
this is very basic. I'm just talking about unity, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about science. It's very complicated. I understand. I don't fully understand science either. Believe me, I had to read probably for like five hours straight just to understand what um, lipitoids within the immune system are or just to understand what a coronavirus is and the fact that coronaviruses is a complete umbrella under you know underneath a whole lot of other different viruses it took me a very long uh, a very long time just to get a grips on just that in particular now that being said why don't we just focus on unity you know if, if we can't if we if we cannot come to an agreement over the science the science kind of like you know kind of like you said because it didn't affect everybody Essential workers, quote unquote, working at. Wow. You sure really, really do like setting a president, don't you? My B radar has been going off ever since I started watching you in the Nebraska legislature, and I've been following you for some time. Um, and um, I, I want you to understand, I want you to understand that the whole world is not against you, regardless of whatever you think, okay? Um, Republicans aren't against you. That's not how it is. Even if you claim to be a Republican or you claim to be a Democrat, honestly, I don't think you are neither or. I think you are very, very confused on the way um, history um, repeats itself. Um, that being said, um, Senator Ben Hansen, a player who introduced LB906, initially supported an amendment offered by Senator Mike Groen of North Platte. Hansen said the proposed change would not alter the essence of the bill or take away the employee's rights. Um, first of all, the amendment would have eliminated language making clear that employees could require unvaccinated workers to be tested regularly and to wear masks or other protective requirements. Now, however, it would not have barred employees from setting those requirements. Um, I don't know how that's not an infringement upon uh, upon um, uh, an employee's rights. Forcing your employee, we have to understand, and this is where I kind of, uh, I, I'm all for private practice and I'm all for private business, that's not what I'm saying, but you have to understand that what you're doing is creating a minority. You're creating, you are helping create a global agenda that you fully don't understand. Just because you don't understand it, or maybe you don't want to understand, or maybe it's just all conspiracy theory to you. But I know one senator that thinks the same thing. Now, without that language, the company can still be prejudiced against these employees and do it. They can do it. I know one company who is doing it a major production company. After the, after the OSHA ruling by the court, all their employees, if you're not vaccinated, you will wear a mask, you will be tested. You can't use the break room, employee break room, if any other employee is in there. Does that sound like something that's happened to other minorities in the country before? Now, um, which I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with um, everything you said. It's, it's just a shame that this, this uh, he's probably been called a racist. He's probably been called a, a you know, an, an anti-vaxxer. You know, what kind of language is that? Imagine yourself, what I want you, okay, real quick, what I want you to do, what I want all, everyone that um, is, is uh, you know, 
on the left side of things, if I, I'm just going to put it like that, on the left side of things, what I want you to do is imagine yourself in high school and imagine the evil things that you were doing in high school. And you know the type of things you were doing in high school, all the evil things. Don't act like, oh, I was a princess in high school. I'm, I'm very, very sick and tired of people acting that way. Um, I myself am infallible. I make mistakes, okay? One of the things that can make us, the human beings, a better civilization is if we correct them. Take responsibility for them. Take accountability for our actions. I know that is a crazy word. That's a crazy concept. But this really, really brings benevolence. Okay. Now, uh, uh, Green said sex testing and make, uh, masking requirements would discriminate against unvaccinated people and subject them, and subject them to shaming. He argued that the bill did not take into account immunity gained from COVID-19 infections or the potential for vaccinated people to transmit the virus, which is um, uh, goes along with um, what I said, because you have to understand everything everything that uh, Grone just said, Senator Grone, uh, I, I hope I'm not butchering your last name, by the way, sir. Um, everything that he said was absolutely true. And um, this is being argued. The sad thing is this is being argued uh, among scientists. That don't, think when, don't think when you go to Creighton uh, University that there aren't scientists behind the closed doors that are arguing this stuff and that will not talk about it publicly because they know if they openly talk about it, you're fired. I mean, and I mean fired, like, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like you're gone. Now, um, Senator Matt Williams of uh, Gatlinburg argued that the amendment would disturb the carefully crafted balance reached in negotiations with business and healthcare organizations. Those groups took neutral positions on the measure based on that balance. Now, um, Nebraska Hospital Association would switch back to opposition if Grown's amendment were adopted. But of course, Nebraska Health uh, Hospital Association, as we know, we have the papers right here. Nebraska Health Association is uh, highly, uh, one of their top, uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. One of their um, uh, high um, nonprofit um, donors, guess what? That is who we just covered in our first half of this segment, of the first half of this local news. That's why I wanted to get to that right away, because I truly want to expose why maybe some of these senators are talking like this. I honestly don't think this is the way you really, really believe. And this is the way you really, really think. But if it is, I truly feel bad for you. I really, really do. I feel bad for you because you have been brainwashed. And um, it's a shame. Now, um, Senator John Ark of La Vista, the Health and Human Services Committee chairman, said the amendment could send the wrong message to employers and employees. He said that uh, he also said that the debate could bolster a legal challenge to an employer's testing and masking requirements. Then and Hansen reversed course and declared the amendment to be unfriendly, and the amendment failed with 20 votes against it in 18 for it. Uh, and um, you know, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, this. I, I'm sorry to keep on stopping and keep on going, but it, it, it's the fact that we are having uh, the fact that we are having people decide. Whether, um, whether or not you're going to constantly get tested, whether or not you're constantly going to have to wear a mask the rest of your life, it doesn't matter if a pandemic is over with. These laws are being set in stone. It's not like there's a time limit on LB906. I've never, I've never heard them once say, well, when do these legislations stop? When do they, when do they become uh, known loyal? It's for the rest of your life. Wear a mask, get tested for the rest of your life. Because COVID-19 
is the top killer. No, we've already proven and we've already went through the statistics here on Subliminal Message Studios. Overdoses and suicides have killed more people, almost tripled, almost doubled the amount of people that have died here in this nation from COVID-19. Suicide rates, overdoses. So I'm sick of this. I'm sorry, I, I, let me keep on going. Now, as introduced, LB906 would have allowed employees to be exempted from a workplace vaccine mandate by filling out a state-produced form and, and declaring that they are refusing the vaccine because of their strong moral, ethical, or philosophical belief or conviction. First of all, I want everyone to understand this right now. You do not have to fill, that, uh, fill out that form. We have the United States Constitution, and I and I, uh, I am very, I am always very, 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 very lightly. I always use the United States Constitution very, very lightly because a lot of these things that are being introduced right now have nothing to do with the United States Constitution. They're just basic human rights. You know, the Golden Rule. You know, the Bill of Rights. You know, like just you know, just being a basic good human being to your neighbor, to one another. But then again. Common sense isn't so common nowadays, but I, I just want to uh, say that for everyone right now. You do not have to file, file out that form, okay? All you have to tell is your employer that if you try to fire me, I will sue the living crap out of you, okay? Just because just because the CDC and the UN uh, United Nations uh, took responses and got rid of the Nuremberg Codes does not mean we can enact it in court. And I want to make that clear in state context. You can still enact the Nuremberg Trial Codes in state context. It's a little something that do, they do not want you to know. That being said, let me keep on going with this. Um, now, the current version would apply only to the COVID-19 vaccine. Like I was just saying before, not all vaccine mandates it would provide for medical exemptions with a written statement from a doctor or a healthcare provider. We are going to do a special broadcast on um, the other vaccine mandates and uh, show you how they were also pushed through um, secret, uh, secret balloting and secret process in our Senate, um, like the polio vaccine. A lot of these vaccinations were completely illegally pushed through, and for them, uh, for them, uh, even uh, mentioning. I see some senators mentioning, oh, well, you have a problem. We don't, we don't have a problem with the polio vaccine and all these other vaccines. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I have a problem with them all. First of all, they, were, they, were, they weren't even tested on them. When the polio vaccine was introduced, it wasn't even tested on them. But we are going to uh, do a special broadcast on that so we can really, really break that down and hopefully educate some of our senators uh, that are in our legislative process. Now, um, now uh, this... This, uh, the, the reason why they're trying to get their shit together is because the U.S. Supreme Court upheld a federal ma- a vaccine mandate for healthcare providers that participate in the federal Medicare or Medicaid programs. Now, Nebraska was one of two dozen states that challenged the mandate, which effectively delayed the enforcement date. Um, the reason why we challenged it is because we know the feds had no right to do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's that, it's that simple. I, I don't know how else to say that now on. Um, this amendment also sought to hold federal contractors to the same standard as the employees. The compromise on LB906 provides that federal requirements would trump the proposed Nebraska exemptions for federal contractors and for hospitals and other entities covered by the federal centers for Medicare and Medicaid service standards. But I just broke that down to you in the first segment, who owns 
that company, which should really, really make you aware of how far this really, really goes and should really make us all aware here in the good state of Nebraska just how far reaching this black hand is and um, how deep they really, really have gotten. You know, they've placed their, um, they've placed their goons in the right, uh, in the right uh, areas, let's just say that. Um, now, um, Senator Matt Williams of Gatlinburg, uh, once again, he argued those, um, he argued that, um, he argued uh, that opposition. He's saying he will shut it down. Um, a lot of people are saying they're not going to vote for this, but I highly doubt that is what is going to happen. Uh, that being said, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's just all, it, it's, it's all a big shame. It really, really is, man. And, and all this, and all this while, um, we're, um, we're getting ready to use the pandemic money to ease housing shortages. And now, um, what that means is uh, the federal government issued uh, every state in the United, uh, every state in America, a certain amount of money. Nebraska is one of those states where if we don't need your money, we don't want to take it because we know how the feds are. You're going to use it against us here soon, which indubitably the feds are already doing with issuing federal crack pipes to um, good cities like the uh, good cities and states uh, like you know, San Francisco and um, and uh, Minneapolis was another one of them. Kansas City uh, got their federal crack pipes and a handful, a handful, uh, a handful of others. It's just ridiculous. But um, let me get to this real quick. Uh, Nebraska ice pandemic money to ease housing shortages. Now, the push to build affordable new homes in Nebraska and ease the state's uh, chronic housing shortage could get a big boost this year. Now, um, I, I want to, uh, before I get into this article, which is why I wanted to cover, once again, why I wanted to cover um, who owns Vanguard, who owns BlackRock, and what they are, what they really, really do, uh, you understand, and, and um, how they buy houses, and how they've been buying houses in the Midwest and then selling them or only selling them at a completely out of range price where no, they'll buy a $90,000 house, a $70,000 house that's worth, that they, that they bought it for, for like $40,000, $50,000 cash. And they're selling that $70,000, $80,000 house for like $200,000, completely stripping away every chance of me and you and regular day and everyday Americans of first time uh, buying a home, which is what the American dream is about. We have to understand the globalists have a new plan for us, and uh, they have their goons giving their uh, speeches like it's really, really their thoughts, like it's really, really their ideals, like they didn't just pull that right out of CNN, like they're not getting that from Vanguard and the evil demons uh, that they push. Now, um, housing advocates and realtors implored state lawmakers Tuesday to spend more of Nebraska's $1.4 billion in federal pandemic assistance on affordable housing. That's because there's a time limit on this pandemic money, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot to um, I forgot to let you guys know that. There's a time limit on this pandemic money, and once that time is gone, that money is gone, too. Who that money will go to, we all know that. It's going to go right back to Vanguard and uh, BlackRock. Now, some companies may uh, have complained that the lack of housing makes it harder for new employees to find homes and adds to the challenges of recruiting in a state that already has major working shortages. Members of the Legislature Appropriations Committee are considering how much to spend. And uh, I just, uh, <coughs> excuse me, 
Uh, before we get to this next article, because this article is about education, and that's also why I wanted to break down uh, the education centers and how they are working in the state of Nebraska on my uh, last video and my last podcast, because it's real, guys. This uh, this stuff is real. This is not a game, ladies and gentlemen. Is is I'm and I'm not playing about that. Now, um, what? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this whole. Uh, I to use the pandemic money. Uh, I, I want to let you guys know that all these houses and and, and, and even the boards uh, and even the uh, and even the members on the committee of the uh, legislation appropriations or committee, they're all done through secret balloting too. So some of these uh, some of these board members have been um, on that committee for a very 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 long time, spending tax paying money and getting exemptions from the IRS secretly. Bankroll. Now, um, I'm a capitalist, okay? Don't get me wrong. I am a hardcore Republican. I'm a capitalist. I'm a firm believer in private property. But what I'm not a firm believer in is monopolism, which is what this is, what they are trying to do. And um, without, maybe without even, they even even know it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, a lot of the times, I want you guys to understand this. A lot of the times, like what happened out in California. You know what I mean? There is a buildup to why the state of California is so horrible, is so drug-infested, is so violence-infested. There's a reason. There's a build-up to these laws. We, we watched it all on YouTube. At least anyone that was paying attention watched it. Watched the bills get pushed through in the school education system. Watched the bills get pushed through on the highways and privatizing highways. Watched the bills get pushed through on forced vaccination mandates. Watched the bills get pushed through on restricting legal gun owners to bear arms. And um, what I'm trying to say is we watch these these stipulations. We watch these this buildup. And a lot of the times what happens is it gets produced in another language and a lot of our um, uh, uh, Democratic senators that are in here, some are here in Nebraska and other states. It's going on in other states. So what's going on in Nebraska is happening in the Midwest. It's just Subliminal Message Studios is not in other, in other states. But don't worry. We are going to build up to such a big a big equipment. A quick, uh, just We're going to build, build so big, there will be Subliminal Message Studios in every single state exposing globalists every chance they get at every curve they are shooting from, all right? But what I'm trying to say to you is a lot of the times when these things get pushed through, our, uh, your senators, our senators do it unwillingly for the globalists, not knowing that this bill would one day be used against them and against the American people, which, uh, what is going on uh, within the great state of Nebraska right now? And I and I love the great state of Nebraska. Don't get me wrong, even some of our Democratic senators, it's not like they're all horrible and they're not all bad. That is not the case ever, okay, ladies and gentlemen? But um, they are falling victim to the devil right now. And it is a very big shame. That being said, let's go to a quick video to uh, really, really spookify things. Religious rights, but it turns into the rights of other people. 
conversation to what it's really, really, really about. Otherwise, Fannie Mae will destroy the nation of Islam and completely, completely um, get everything wrong about Judaism. But anyways, um, moving forward, uh, this is uh, this will be one of our last articles, and then we'll uh, do a quick wrap-up, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, we will hit, some, we'll hit, hit everyone with some flame with the world segment because Lord knows there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot I couldn't really get to. Yesterday, that being said, we're gonna on the world segment. We're gonna cover what's going on with Russia, what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on with uh, uh, Biden not being able to change his underwear. We're also gonna follow his dog, uh, uh, Biden, another Secret Service agent, and then his dog, uh, uh, Biden, another Secret Service agent, and then his dog continuing to buy another Secret Service agent. Anyways, not even to say, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a lot to get to. That being said, let's get to this last article and then do this recap, guys. Now, this uh, bill aims to take power to make Nebraska education standards away from state board. Now, uh, uh, the state board of education, uh, I also I also covered that yesterday. I wanted to rename on this. Uh, it's all done through secret balloting. We as a people have no control. Uh, we as a people here in Nebraska have no control on who stays and who are, and or and or who gets on our uh, uh, educational board committees. Now that being said, the reason why they are trying to get rid of the education uh, 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 educational state board is because they want to start having you know like our great senator that you just saw. She wants to start having um, grown men dressed in. Um, What's love got to do with it? Dresses and teach your uh, second-year-old or your two-year-old uh, little fairy fair time, and then teach them about sex education. But anyways, let me uh, get on this. Now, a senator, Joanne uh, Albridge, introduced a bill that would take decision power away from the Nebraska Department of Education by not allowing them to create or distribute education standards without the authority of the legislature. Now. Um, even though this participation from parents who are in favor of sex education in schools has dis- has decreased during the monthly state board of education meetings, there is public opposition to this resolution. That's because they uh, there's a reason why there's opposition to it. Um, Fannie Mae Mae. It's because we don't want grown men dressed in um, uh, women outfits. We don't want you teaching our second graders that. You can be a little boy, or you know, we don't want you teaching our second graders about sex. Why, you know, and this and this is how I really, really know it's going down here in the Midwest. There, people like this center completely think it's okay that a second grader, a first grader, a third grader needs to know about sex, needs to know about gay sex in particular, which is one of the first subjects that they touched on or they want to touch on is first introducing sex education, or more or less gay sex education, to second graders, third graders, and fourth graders. That's where they want to start. You know what? Keep your pedophilic, ideologically, ideological, whatever. Keep your thoughts out of the school board. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Um, Now let me uh, uh, go go to this. Now, um, uh, 
there are the, the those opposed are worried students will be missing out. School is supposed to be preparing students for the real world, and I can't imagine anyone would think you don't need to understand your own health in the real world, said Gold. That is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. You don't need to understand your own health in the real world. Um, I'm 100% sure that, that um, that's that's a, a, a pretty big thing. But, uh, but, but then again, we also have to uh, then deconstruct and reconstruct of what you're talking about health. You mean um, the, the health, uh, having a, a healthy sex uh, history, having a, a healthy uh, life at work, a healthy, healthy work life, a healthy... You know what I mean? What, which which type of health are you referring to? I hope I hope next time you try to really really uh, break down what you're trying to uh, say by you don't need to understand your own health in the real world. I'm pretty sure if you're eating McDonald's every single day and then you get diabetes and you die when you're 23, uh, you might want to understand your health in this world. Well, that's just uh, you know that's that's just my um, my opinion. But of course, um, uh, of course, I'm sure some other people will uh, give me slack for that. Now, earlier this month, the State Board of Education officially voted to oppose this bill. They worry it limits the scope of health education and it could change other health standards like nutrition and fire safety. Now, the hearing ran along, not getting started until 5 p.m. Now, it must, uh, it must make it out of committee before it can be debated by senators. Um, and, uh, and that just, honestly, that kind of just uh, coincides with everything that uh, we uh, uh, we here at Subliminal Message Studios have been talking about, though, you know what I mean? Um, everything that has that has uh, been produced through our legislation, uh, once again, there's 593 new pieces of uh, legislation that are in our um, state senate right now, with um, I think 12 uh, uh, 12 being executive uh, resolutions that are we are, that we are facing. One being uh, one being the gun uh, concealed carry. Uh, Concealed carry permitless uh, bill, which I suggest everyone get on the website and sign it. Make sure that goes through because that seems to be the one piece of legislation that is pro-Americana. Now, um, you know, this. what can I really, really say, ladies and gentlemen, you know, um, other than I told you so. You know, when I first started this channel, guys, when I first started uh, doing podcasts, when I first started doing all this, man, it was... It seems so easy for me to go on tangents when I'm with my friends or with them when I'm with other people, but it's a lot harder when you really, really want to produce and really, really give people the, the real, real um, uh, thoughts that are really, really in your mind and in the documents that you've been waiting to produce because you know you have them. You have no way of saying them. So what I guess what I'm trying to say is, as dark as it gets, and it's getting dark. Of course, the world is awakening. People are waking up. Don't get it wrong. Now, I, I walked outside earlier to go take a walk shortly, and um, I didn't see anyone with masks. Thank God for that. Well, except for a few, a few people. But you know, I, I gave them a pass because they look like douchebags. Anyways, um, what I'm trying to say is, as dark as it gets, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to keep the faith. I need you to have patience. And I mean that to this very, very true in my bone. I need you to have patience because a lot of the times, a lot of the times, certain things happen with our government and they do them aim to see which people are going to freak out. So don't freak out. Follow the motions. Stay patient. Be humble. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message. This is Subliminal Message Studios. I'm your host, Leonardo. Always remember... 
It is not your job to be nice to everyone, but it is your job to be kind and be respectful towards everyone. It is not your job to accept everything in this world. Though, are, though, those, though there are things that we must tolerate, and there are certain things that we must never, ever accept. I will see you on this other side, ladies and gentlemen.